1: morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy you're joined by Matt baxendale All right, Bax, now it's official. Buckeyes versus Georgia. You lived in Atlanta for a minute, my friend. Um, Buckeyes, six and a half point underdogs. Buckeyes are a big problem when they're an underdog, a big problem. They're dangerous. Georgia's excellent. You got to go in their backyard to play them. They're the defending national champions. They're the real deal. Your thoughts on this matchup.
0: Uh, This reminds me of something. (laughs) The last time we were a four seed and we had to go down South and play a recent national champion. What happened? Remember the gold national champions. So yes, uh, I am. uh, I'm feeling very excited right now. Um, this is the first time since I left Atlanta. I wish I still lived there. And uh, let's just say it's going to be an awesome opportunity for Ohio State. Uh, look, two weeks ago it was terrible. We all agree on that. But guess what? Sometimes life gives you opportunities for redemption. and Here's one far quicker than Ohio State could have dreamed. So let's go down to Atlanta in the heart of the South. And I tell you right, right now, everybody talks about that Zeke Elliott carry, 85 yards through the heart of the South. The last time that this happened, national championship, for those of you who are just listening, not watching. The actual heart of the South
1: is Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's the capital of the South. It is the crossroads of
0: the South. The SEC championship is there for a reason. Everywhere in the South is within 10 hours of Atlanta everywhere. It's that it's just, that's that is the centerpiece. The beating heart of the South is Atlanta, Georgia. So having the opportunity to play Georgia in Atlanta, there's a whole story waiting to be written here. And I, I for one am excited, and I think Ohio State fans are going to show up better than some people think because it's only like an eight-hour drive from Columbus to get there.
1: Yeah, and I just booked my flight. It's—I uh, didn't just book it; did it yesterday. its uh, its and that's like an hour and a half flight, hour and forty minutes, direct. exact, yeah, direct flight, hour and forty minutes. Boom. All right, so let's get into this. Obviously, Georgia's fantastic. I mean, they—they're <laughs> not as good as they were last year, in my estimation. But there's—I mm-hmm. thought they'd take like a. I, I still thought they'd be very good this year, but I thought they'd take it like a big step back. I think they've taken like a step back, but they're still better than I thought they would. They lost a ton to the NFL. And man, their D line is still full of a bunch of studs. Stetson Bennett a couple years ago back. So I was like, this guy, game manager, you know, he's lucky to even be on a football field. He's turned into a really good college quarterback. I don't know if he'll be an NFL quarterback, but he's turned into a good college quarterback. Break down this Georgia team for me. What do you think it, they do really well? And, and do they have any holes that you see?
0: So here's the interesting part about Georgia. They're a team that um, coming into this year, they lost literally the whole defense, right? And we all thought that step back, like you talked about, was going to happen. And it turns out they're maybe the only team in the South that actually played really legit defense this year. And so that's the hallmark of that team is they are hyper physical. Um, you know, all the credit we gave Michigan for being there, willing to punch you in the mouth. Georgia has every bit of that same attitude. And that is the beat, the heartbeat of that team without question. Here's another fun fact for you. Uh, Stetson Bennett Heisman finalist was born in the same year as 2016 Heisman finalist and ultimate winner Lamar Jackson, literally the same age as Lamar Jackson. He's 25 years
1: old. Him and Jesse Murko have the same birthday is what you're telling me.
0: Yeah, right. Like, I'm expecting Chris Wanky to walk in the door at this point. It's, it's, there's a throwback. But look, you have a super veteran quarterback who's been through all the wars, even if he's not hyper talented. We saw Ohio State win a national championship with a bone crushing defense, a strong running game, and a quarterback who was going to go out there and not make mistakes. Shout out Craig Krenzel. And at the end of the day, that's what Georgia has. That's what Georgia has. They have a 20-year-later equivalent of that 2002 Ohio State National Championship team. They got one high-end receiver, just like the Buckeyes. They got a pounding running game. They got a quarterback that everybody overlooks, and they got a defense that's going to punch you in the mouth. They're good. Plain and simple, they're good.
1: So when I was a kid playing sports and and coaches would say things like, hey, guys, sports are 90% mental and 10% physical, I'd say that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because, you know, when we're in like – fifth and sixth grade, we're very, uh, you know, we're definitely smarter than the coaches. I'm a huge believer in the mental side of sports now. A huge believer. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's 90-10. I I still don't believe that. But, man, I'm a huge believer in the mental side of sports. And you look at the record of Ohio State when they're an underdog backs. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now, maybe that'll mean nothing this year, but I love Ohio State in the underdog role six-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. You're going to Atlanta to play the defending national champions in their own house. It'd be like somebody coming to play defending national champion Ohio State in Cleveland Brown Stadium if they had a dome on there or Cincinnati Bengals Stadium if they had a dome on there or even Indianapolis. What do you make of Ohio State as an underdog in a big game? It doesn't happen very often, and when it does, Buckeyes usually show up. Yes, they do.
0: And I'll be honest, I also think – That going into the Michigan game, most of us thought Ohio State was the most talented team in the country this year. I don't know if I necessarily feel differently. I think Ohio State let that mental side of the game beat them in the Michigan game. Mm -hmm. Mentally, they're sitting there thinking, we should be up 24-3 to at halftime. you know, And they weren't. And when it went against them, it went hard against them. I think playing Georgia first is actually a better thing for them. Because they're not going to have that whole in their heads about, oh gosh, it's Michigan. We're not going to screw this up, right? They're going to go out and they're going to try to fight for it right? Plain and simple. They're going to fight, fight, fight. And look, here's the thing. All the SEC people are going to tell you the SEC is different. The SEC is different. The SEC is different. Hey, Dave, did you know the SEC is different? What's happened the last couple of times in major games when Ohio State's played SEC teams, right? Bama beat us in a title game. Okay, shit happens. What about the time we beat Bama, right? about the time we beat Arkansas in the Sugar Bowl? Ohio State has showed up in the last decade in these games right and losing that bama team in the national championship game we were missing half of our starting defense to covid is no shame Mm -hmm. like i I don't know what else to tell people right
1: getting hurt on the first play right yeah yeah yeah, right
0: exactly our 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 star running back breaks his collarbone the first carry and i think it was like a nine yard run so like look we were we probably weren't gonna outscore them anyways but it would have been a lot closer than what was it 60 to 35 or something crazy i
1: don't i i I don't even know what you're talking about a
0: lot too not quite as much (laughs) but at the end of the day like how did Ohio State get there? They went out against Clemson, who's a de facto SEC team, and beat them. And they should have beat them two years in a row if the SEC refs hadn't screwed us in that game two years ago. And by the way, let's point this out, too. What is – look, we've, we've had our complaints about Ryan Day in the Michigan game. What has Ohio State done in bowl games since Ryan Day showed up? Showed Every single up. Time, they've shown up. They won the Rose Bowl. Then they should have beat Clemson and got hosed, but were awesome in that game. Then they blew the doors off Clemson, and then they won the Rose Bowl. Those are their that's Ryan Day with all that extra time to prepare, right? So you have to give the guy a lot of credit for that. So, uh, you know, if I'm Ohio State, I'm going to this thinking we got a real chance to win this game, right? Plain and simple,
1: they got a real chance to win this game for sure. It's six and a half point. I mean, even the odd, I mean, I I look at it like the betting odds, six and a half, even if you don't feel like Ohio State's going to win this game, if you're a, a betting man or woman, I would say put the, you know, maybe put the money line on it if you really like Ohio State. I I love the point spread for Ohio State. I think this is Mm -hmm. going to be a field goal game, and I won't be surprised if Ohio State wins by a touchdown. There's no way it's going to be a blowout either way, in my opinion. And there's a chance George is going to take Ohio State, you know, a little bit lightly, despite – I give Kirby Smart a lot of credit. He's been classy as heck with everything he said. Oh, yeah. He's
0: he's been trying not to let this get into his guys.
1: The rat poison. Exactly. I can't wait to hear what their players say because they they might not be like uh quite like because uh, you know what they're thinking they're thinking okay yeah Ohio State that just got blown you out Yeah, your Michigan. doors blown off you come to our house we're Georgia we just won the net we Look, SEC that's Dude. where the mental side of sports comes in like you think that you're gonna kick somebody's ass and they come in hungry and they have nothing to lose nobody shark eats them and we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it in sports in general, but let's just look at Ohio State football. We've seen it time and time again with Ohio State football. Even before our time backs, you look at 1968, the 69 Rose Bowl, Ohio State versus O.J. Simpson, the unbeatable USC Trojans, Buckeyes beat them 24-12 in the Rose Bowl in USC's backyard. when No one gave Ohio State a chance in that game. Miami. So Miami, but Alabama, flipping around. Flipping Alabama around. remember even, Florida? Yeah, you don't want to talk talk about about it. it. I wasn't in the other way. Well, I mentioned sixty-eight Ohio State against like USC, like the following year, Ohio State against Michigan. Let's not talk about that. So, like Mm. things happen in sports when you're an underdog, no one's giving you a chance, and you're hungry as hell, and you have a good team. It's one thing to be hungry. It's one thing to be hungry and to be an underdog. Okay, it's another thing to be hungry and an underdog, and you're a hell of a team. Yeah, Ohio State, all of those things. And you remember the last time
0: time we were a four seed? I'm wearing this hat still because it's super pertinent. In 2014, January 1st, 2015, we were supposed to get the doors blown off of us by Bama. We were the team that, remember, like, we were like, oh, my gosh, remember when they ran the bear defense against us and we couldn't do anything, the bear front for, for Virginia Tech? And we were everybody said that Ohio State was going to get smoked by Alabama. And Ohio State won. This is the reality, folks. This isn't like, Kent State, who, by the way, gave Georgia a really good game playing against Georgia. This is Ohio State. And like you said, Kirby Smart said something about this on uh, the Selection Sunday. He said that, you know, we compete with Ohio State for a lot of the same players. That's a really talented team. If you want like, Ohio State has that cachet right now of a Bama kind of team, of a Clemson, of, you know, a Georgia where you go, look, all things aside, you know the talent level there is going to be top five, period. So, guess what? If I'm Georgia, I'm sitting here going, and I'm not saying this out loud, but I'm thinking it, we should have played TCU. We're the undisputed number one team, and we did not get the real four seed because everybody, everybody US TCU with a freaking a, 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 a lie detector test on them right now, they'll go, yeah, Ohio State should beat us. So, Georgia got a bad matchup for a number one seed is the blunt truth, and they're probably sitting there thinking that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it works out well. We get an Ohio State Michigan rematch, but you're right. I mean, Georgia is like the number one seed. And they, I mean, they get to play at home. So I'm not really getting the shaft, but like, man, I guarantee you, Georgia, no matter what they would say publicly, if you gave them truth serum, they would say, we would definitely rather play TCU than Ohio State. If this Uh,
0: was fantasy football rules, Dave, where the number one seed picks their opponent in the first round, They'd have taken TCU. Yes. (laughs) They'd have taken TCU over Bama. They'd have taken TCU over Utah. They'd have taken TCU over Hendon Hooker healthy on Tennessee. That's the blunt truth.
1: You're right. You're right. All right. So um, Kevin Wilson, uh, the Ron Wilson era, uh, those who who don't, are not subscribers to Bucknuts don't know what we're talking about. But then you should be a subscriber to Bucknuts and you would know what we're talking about. So the Ron Wilson era at Ohio State is now over as offensive coordinator. Kevin Wilson mm-hmm. moving on to Tulsa as head coach. What do you make of that? I mean, like, first of all, we know Ryan Day is the real offensive coordinator. You and I have both been uh, Kevin Wilson fans. What do you make of him moving on to Tulsa? Who do you think will replace them? Are they going to re- go from within with Justin Fry or Hartline? They can bring in some fresh blood. Does it not matter because Ryan Day is the offensive coordinator anyway? A lot to unpack there, Mr. Baxendale. But unpack it for me.
0: So first of all, correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, but didn't Kevin Wilson's oldest kid graduate a year or two ago from high school? Right? Um, I think I think I think, oh,
1: his, you- I think his kids are done now, right, with high school, right? Yeah, well, Toby, has been on Ohio State's team for two years, and is his second year yeah. at Ohio State. Yeah. yeah,
0: so that's my point. So it's not like his kids are still here coming up. And there's been talk for – I mean, how many off seasons in a row? Have we, since since he came here from Indiana, remember you and I had this conversation like, holy hell, go get that guy, right? That was like six, seven years ago now. We're like, get him. He's so good, right? Like, And to our credit and to his credit more than us, he proved this right. Um, but – The reality is, I think there's been talk for two or three years that Ron's wanted another head coaching opportunity, right? Like, he did a good job at Indiana. There was the whole, you know, players complaining about him being too tough stuff that really didn't seem like it was anything when he was immediately hired by Ohio State and nothing ever came of it. So he kind of bided his time like we thought he initially would, won some games like we knew he initially would. And maybe it's a little longer than we thought he would have been here. I wouldn't have thought it would take it this long for him to get another job. True. Or maybe he's been holding out for another one of those major jobs and just decided, you know, I'm not going to get a power five job. So I'm going to go get a job at a good program like Tulsa that has shown in the past that it can win its conference and recruit. Well, I mean, good for him. That's the simplest answer I can say is this is a guy who we were lucky enough to have for as long as we did. Because This is a guy who was a stud offensive coordinator in a number of places. Uh, flip side of that is replacing him. I firmly think Ohio State needs to go outside the program and bring in an OC. I want somebody who's going to challenge Ryan Day on his play calls and his his philosophy, right? Because Ryan Day is such a good scheming coach. He is such a good coach in terms of instructing his quarterbacks and his, his passing game. He needs somebody in his ear to make sure he doesn't shift into Texas Tech mode, right?
1: That's that's need what to he do that? needs. But uh, I I agree with you. Do you do you think? And I I I think I know you like Ryan Day. I like Ryan Day. Do you think Ryan Day would do that? Not should he? Would he bring in an offensive coordinator and not completely turn things over to him? But get, bring in an offensive quarter from the outside and like I don't even know how to even articulate it. Like turnover. Like somebody little, who he would little listen little enough to of the, the. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, he need, he needs like. He needs his coach beard, you know? Ted Lasso has his coach beard. He needs his coach beard. <laughs> that can be like, coach, don't, don't throw the ball here. He's got three straight carries, eight yards apiece,
1: run the ball. You know, he needs that guy, right? He, he, he needs that guy in his ear. Who assistant yeah. offensive coordinator. Not yeah. like offensive coordinator by title. He needs yeah. a real, like, offensive – yeah, right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. He needs that
0: guy. And now the question is and, – and I think the answer we get here is going to tell us a lot about Ryan Day, right? Because the easy answer is just make Brian Hartley the offensive coordinator, right? Promote him in house, but then it's another guy who's like, "Woo, passing game!" Right? No, we need the guy who 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 has the the punch him in the mouth attitude to the play calling. He needs a guy who can provide that that scheme, who can sense when the game is getting to a point that we need to do something that we haven't done. That's the thing with Ryan Day is that Ryan Day, the book on him is that when in doubt, he's going to air it out. Right. And when he gets nervous, he throws those bubble screens, but it's always in the air. He needs somebody who keeps him grounded, literally. And I think he needs a veteran voice. And it hasn't have to be somebody who changes a lot. So probably somebody who walks in here and goes, "You've done a lot of things right. My stated job is to help you with all these things because I'm a pretty talented guy too. Nice. And then you're gonna listen when I go, Coach. You're getting away from the run. That's it." <laughs>
1: Right, like, exactly, backs Like, you articulated that perfectly. Like, Ryan Day is, is, is like, a savant as an offensive coach. He just needs, like, yes. Like, go from, like, a nine and a half to a ten. You need in just a little, like he's a, he's right. a nine and a half. Like, he's no slouch. Like, Ryan Day is an offensive genius. But, like, there's times, like, it's, like, there's a little bit left to be desired. And if he would bring in a guy. But, you know what I fear? I think he's going to promote Justin Fryer, Heartline.
0: Yeah, I, I th- that's the where the smart money is, right? Because I think in his head he's going to think, look, I, I, I just, I, we're fine. Look at how good our offense has been. I don't need to bring in anybody new. We'll, we'll bring in somebody to work with our tight ends, and it'll be fine. And that it'll be fine, right? I think that's where we go. If Ryan Day doesn't. Because think about it. Look at all the big hires he's made since he came in. They've been on the defensive side of the ball, right? Right. You know. He hasn't brought in any other voice offensively. Other than really... Justin
1: Fry. Right. Exactly. Yep. But he
0: brought in Justin Fry as a Chip Kelly guy who was somebody he knew was vetted for a very specific role. And they had a
1: previous relationship. Yes. Right. He
0: hasn't brought in anybody that's going to be enough to challenge him on the offensive side. Right. Right. And again, you and I are both saying the same thing here. He doesn't need that much challenge. He needs somebody who is mostly aligned by him, but focuses it just a little bit. Right. Like he needs the guy the last couple of years. He goes, Hey, Coach Day, you know it's a really dumb idea to start four tackles on the offensive line. We're not going to get any push up the middle. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good call. Right, like, He needs that guy who just like gets to him. He needs his coach beard. Whoever his coach beard is, we need his coach beard. That's where we're at right now.
1: And I hate to say it, and I'm glad he's moving on to Charlotte, but like a Biff Pogey type, you know? Yeah. Sometimes. He needs one of those voices, he needs one of those voices, and he cut doesn't that have it. cut that. I hope my producer cuts that out of the show.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get in trouble for saying there's no producer. The Here's the thing coach. about this
1: show I'm the host and the producer, which is <laughs> uh, tells you a lot about the quality of the it show. It means you're
0: undisputed, Dave. So, yeah, uh...
1: <laughs> but look at it. Who's he brought in? It who's he brought in? What well, the good thing about me, like, about that is about being undisputed, is you don't have to get on our site and read things like. Jackson Smith and Jigba is definitely playing in the game. And then, like, an hour later, it's announced he's not. Because some sites, backs, just make stuff up. Well,
0: you know. And then some sites have been, like,
1: the standard for, like, since 1999. But some sites will tell you things, like, Jackson Smith and Jigba is playing in the game. This is yesterday. A literal like, Ohio State site said Ohio uh, that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play in the game. And then, like, an hour later, it was announced he wasn't. And I already knew he wasn't. These people are so wise, man. It's amazing. It's
0: amazing how total BS that people will buy. Hey, if, if you're listening to this and you don't subscribe to Bucknuts, here's the thing. We, we will not make these slash splashy Oracle-esque predictions like we know some super secret thing. <laughs> we'll just shoot you straight facts. That's the truth. Because that's what you guys want is the truth. And it's been this way for 20 years. There's a reason Bucknuts is the gold standard and yeah, there's some grifters out there. Don't listen to them.
1: We'll be in Atlanta. We all should talk right. about
0: Atlanta. Can we talk about Atlanta? I lived there for five years.
1: We can. I haven't
0: even got to tell people about Atlanta.
1: We'll, we'll do it next week. All next right. Week? Okay. Next week we'll talk about Atlanta. talk okay. okay. to Matt Baxendale. Appreciate it, Bax. Thank you to all the listeners. Appreciate you guys. Hope everyone has a great day.